Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for May 24th, 2011, and now the news. For more than 50 years, the Arabian Peninsula has fueled the modern world, but the easy pickings are rapidly becoming slim pickings. According to the Wall Street Journal, supplies of high-quality light oil that's easy to drill are starting to dry up. So Saudi Arabia and Kuwait are turning to the billions of barrels of heavy petroleum still trapped beneath the desert. This stuff can be as thick as molasses, which makes it harder and more expensive to access and refine. The fact that the Gulf countries are even thinking about tapping these reserves shows just how much demand there is for petrol these days. To be fair, heavy oil is still an abundant resource in the Middle East. Experts estimate there are nearly 80 billion recoverable barrels of this stuff laying around. And for more fascinating information on this story, hit the link in today's show notes on our website at AutolineDetroit.tv. Back when Toyota was getting pounded in the media over quality problems, recalls, and the unintended acceleration issues, it formed an independent panel of outside experts in the United States to advise it what to do. First off, they recommended the company form a chief safety officer. They also said Toyota followed a top-down management style with too many decisions made in Japan. That prevented its managers in North America to take the initiative to solve quality and safety issues. They also suggested that Toyota allot more time to developing new products so it can do more testing for safety. Toyota thanked the panel for its input and said it would start implementing these suggestions. Louis Renault built his first car in 1898 and went on to build one of the greatest car companies in the world. During World War I, his company built the FT tank, which has influenced tank design ever since, since it was the first tank with a rotating turret. But in World War II, he collaborated with the Nazis, and upon his death from poor health in 1944, the French government nationalized the car company. Fast forward to today and Louis Renault's heirs are suing the French government for seizing the company and not providing them with any compensation. Bloomberg reports they could get up to $140 million, which would have been the value of Louis's holdings in the company in 1944. And in related news, sort of, Carlos Tavares, who currently runs Nissan's operations in the Americas, will likely go to Renault as the number two executive there, reporting to Carlos Gowen. That position had been held by Patrick Pallotta until he resigned after the botched espionage case, which accused the Chinese of stealing electric car technology from Renault, but then it later turned out not to be true. The Mercedes-Benz Sprinter is a great workhorse. To build on its success, Autoblog reports the company is seriously considering bringing its smaller Vito van to the U.S. For a little perspective, this thing is a little bit bigger than a Transit Connect, but smaller than an E-Series. GM just hosted a media event in South Korea for the Chevy Cruze 5. 
According to Wards, this hatchback should be available in the Korean market very soon, and it'll be exported to Europe later this year. Base price is 17 million won, that's less than $16,000. As you'd expect, a 1.8 liter gasoline engine and a 2 liter turbo diesel are available. No word yet if it'll ever be offered in North America, so all you hatchback lovers out there, don't hold your breath. Uh-oh, perhaps Warren Buffett needs to pay attention to this next story. Chinese automaker BYD, a company that Buffett invested in, is boasting about how well its electric vehicle, the E6, performed as a taxi cab during a one-year trial run. However, according to China Auto Web, the Kungpeng Electric Taxi Company, which operates the fleet of electric cars, is telling a different story. The general manager of Kungpeng says the company has lost a lot of money using BYD's EV as a taxi. Even though it does save a lot on fuel costs, the E6 is three times more expensive than a regular taxi cab, and parts and service cost twice as much. And because it needs to be recharged throughout the day, it cannot earn as much as a regular taxi. During the one-year trial period, Kung Peng lost 7 million yuan, or just over a million dollars, using BYD's E6. Lancia unveiled the Ypsilon earlier this year at the Geneva Auto Show, and it's now getting ready for its release next month in Europe. The B-segment vehicle is designed to look like a three-door vehicle, but actually it's a five-door and can seat up to five people. The Ypsilon is available with three different engines, a gasoline one, a turbo diesel, and a bi-fuel one that can run on gasoline or LPG. Stop-start technology is also available. Fuel economy for the gasoline engines run range from 48 to 62 miles per gallon, and the diesel gets a combined 56 miles per gallon. The bi-fuel model doesn't have any numbers yet. Last month, we reported that Chrysler will not bring a rebadged version of the Ypsilon to the North American market, but in Great Britain and Ireland, it will be sold as a Chrysler. Coming up next, we hit the road in Kia's brand new Sportage SX. What if we always settled for the first thing that came along? Then we'd never have gotten here. Introducing the Sonata Hybrid from Hyundai. Kia is pushing into new market segments. Its SX lineup is designed to offer buyers a premium, sporty driving experience. Autoline Daily correspondent Craig Cole takes to Florida's freeways to try and test them all out. We're in Orlando, Florida right now at the Hard Rock Hotel and we're going to try to do our own version of a cannonball run down to Miami to try to get into all four of Kia's new SX vehicles including the Optima, the Forte 5-door, the Sorento and the Sportage. We're pounding down the miles on Florida's turnpike right now. We're about a third of the way to Miami from Orlando. And so far, we've only seen about uh, one other vehicle from our group. It was a Sportage. So either we're lost or everyone else is. Uh, speaking of the Sportage, that's what I'm driving right now. And this is a great little uh, compact crossover. It's fun to drive. The steering is nice and tight. Kia's new turbocharged four-cylinder engine has plenty of power when you get on the gas, even at highway speeds. Again, this is replacing a V6. Plenty of get-up-and-go. Um, 
all around a great vehicle. The only suggestion I would make is I think this thing needs a little more sound deadening. You get a little bit of wind noise and a little bit of road noise when you're driving on the highway. But other than that, it's a solid offering in the class. And I think we're going to try to see if we can catch up to the rest of the group now to swap out into another vehicle. Well, we are striking out today. We're about 120 miles away from Miami's Homestead Speedway, and we've been passed by about three other Kia SX vehicles, all of them Sportages. I'd really like to swap cars and get some seat time in the Forte 5-door or the Optima Turbo, but we're just not having any luck today. Unfortunately, we didn't manage to get into any of Kia's other SX vehicles on this trip, but we did have a nice 250-plus mile drive down to Miami from Orlando. And from the sound of things, there's a race going on, and I'd like to check that out, so I'll catch you later. Thanks for that feature, Craig. And that is today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.